Welcome back to Concrete Pastures. My name is Nancy Mwemwasisi. I'm your host. And if you're new here, Concrete Pastures is a platform for us immigrants, for us dreamers to share inside of what it is to be an immigrant. We're looking to inspire everyone in the world. And today's guest is no stranger to being an immigrant. And he has an amazing resume. He's an online radio host for our forum program at Zambian Blog Talk Radio. He is also an interim chairman of the newly formed Global Co-op Zambia. He is my fellow Zambian, and as I said, he is no stranger to being an immigrant. He's joining us from Alberta, Canada. Please welcome my fellow immigrant, Mr. Roger Charlie. Welcome. Thank you, Nancy. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh! I, did I miss anything? I love your resume, by the way. <laughs> ah, <laughs> I like it. It's it nice and sweet, short. Yeah, I like it. Thank you. Oh my gosh! I was like, oh my goodness, all media, and I am new to all this media thing. So please just bear with me, and the community, please bear with me as well. But I'm excited to get into this conversation with you. You joining us from Alberta, Canada. That is I don't funny. know if I'm pronouncing it right. Hopefully. Yeah, that's the way they say it, actually. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> I kept practicing. I was like, is this Alberta? Is this Alberta? Or, you yeah. know, you know how it is. The English is different. But I wanted right. to make sure that I get it right. And um, welcome. Uh, did Thank I you, miss man. anything that you'd like to share, maybe with the community that I missed on your resume? Yeah, no, I think what you mentioned, part of my, if not most of what my passion is about, it's what I do on radio. Yeah, I do. I have a job. I got to survive. But that's not where my passion is. If you know oh, nice. Yeah. So I've been doing my radio with my friend for the last 15 years. A good part of my life. I've been nice. doing uh, that radio. Yeah. So you, you, you just nailed it, I would say. Oh, listen, I, I am all for passion and doing what you love. These days, a lot of people don't love what they do. And right. having something that you're passionate about and that you love, like this is my new baby that I'm passionate about. I get like so much butterflies whenever I, I even record even my solo episodes and getting ready for an interview. I'm like nervous and so much butterflies, but I'm passionate about it. I'm passionate about yeah. inspiring people. And this is why you're here today. I know you're from Zambia. You currently live in Canada. And I want to know, I don't know what the process is like when you're trying to get ready to come to Canada, for instance. What is the visa process for, for that? Because I know about the U.S. Uh, process. Yeah. I came from Zambia to the U.S., New York. I know about that process. How was it for you during the time? And how long have you been to in Canada, by the way? I'm sorry. I've been in Canada for the last 13 years. Oh, wow. So it's been a while. Now, when you ask about the visa process for that matter, it, uh, in our case, 
we were coming from the United States. And I'll probably say it might not be as rough as you asking for a visa when you're in Zambia. So we were applying for a visa while we were in, a, in the first world, so to say. Even the treatment, in my view, might be a little bit different. So I, I don't know how the visa process to come to Canada is like you. I only know the American process because the, the, we first ah. came to uh, America. Uh, however, from America to here, it also, I think, depends on the type of visa you are asking for. But I know I did uh, apply for uh, a student visa. I think the treatment was the same. The second visa we applied was uh, uh, through my wife coming to coming to work. It was still the same. You went for an interview to Washington, D.C. After that, they will say you leave your, your passport with them. You go back, in my case, to Delaware and start waiting 14 days. Uh, the, 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 the passport comes in the mail stamped with, uh, with a visa. Let me say it was hassle-free. <laughs> no hassle at all. Oh, uh, that's great. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I love that. Oh, my yeah. gosh. And, and Delaware is right there. It's not too far from Washington, D.C. From Correct. Me, right? Correct. Yeah. Correct. It's like an yeah. hour drive or so? Yeah, one hour, 30 minutes. And drive from Delaware to Washington, D.C. Uh, and I just want to let our audience know, actually, you and I are two hours different. We are ahead. Right, uh, right now, it's 11.10. You are at... 9.10. 9.10. So I'm grateful that you were able to join me because I know it's early. But thank you for sharing um, that part of the visa process because for U.S., depending on what you're coming uh, to do in the U.S., for me, I was young, so I had to use my mom's bank statements and financial banking. You need some some financial backing as to why you're coming to the U.S. and how you're going to live in the U.S. if you are coming Correct. to the U.S. Yeah. And I had to use my mom backing for that. So if you're coming, uh, please be ready to have that backing. If you're thinking of a process of going to go get the visa. And so it's very different with how we get to places. So at least this is this is part of the process of we got to have financial backing. How difficult was it for you to um, leave the country? I know we are I left my mom, my sisters. I, I literally got on the plane with my mom's cousin when I was coming here, and I was crying my way out all the way to New York. How difficult was it for you to leave everything? <laughs> <laughs> like you said, you probably you were young, and mm-hmm. your attachment to your um, mom was still oh. like strong, strong, strong. I was uh, old enough. My wife had a son who was um, four months, seven months, Ooh. somewhere there. He was less than one, one year when we... Basically did. born here. <laughs> basically born here. Yeah, basically born here. Uh, it, it, it wasn't hard. I mean, for grown-ups, especially at our time, I think 1998 when I left Zambia, oh, wow. um, the country had gone under some economic hardship. The, the mines were, were, were closing. Anglo-American was just, uh, was just leaving. So a lot of opportunities were disappearing. As you know, Zambia is dependent on the mines, uh, especially for some of us who come from uh, the copper belt. Yeah. So a lot of opportunities were uh, disappearing. 
and uh, you, you had to have plan B, and you are, you had to be aggressive. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to see my family suffer, so I'll do everything I can do to take them to a, a safer place. So it was not any difficult. I'll be, I'll, I'll be lying. Leaving the United States, however, ca- coming here, back to Zambia. Zambia is like, a, say, a third world country. So you are coming to a first world country, United States of America, for that matter. Yeah. So there is so much excitement. Now, leaving the U.S. to come to Canada was another thing. I'm not coming to from the first world to another first world. So, so there, I think we had uh, a little bit of uh, reservations, but the opportunities which uh, I, I think were be, uh, uh, before us were more more promising. So we we, we were hesitant uh, coming to the to to the US uh, to to Canada. Some people were crying. I was not crying. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, my, you. <laughs> uh, my son had um, was having a good time uh, in football, uh, uh, a young football career. In, oh in wow! Yeah. So you took Delaware. that away from him? Of course, but over here, I think it it just worked out just fine. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, very difficult. No, not even Canada, but uh, from the from Zambia, it was exciting uh, to come. It wasn't difficult at all, no. So for you, it's interesting. You came to the U.S. first and then you're now in Canada. Was it easier to adjust? How was it for you? Was it easier to adjust in the U.S. or was it easier also to adjust in Canada? Like adjusting to the life because you already lived in the U.S. and then going to Canada, was it easy? So U.S. was, I I wouldn't say it was, it was tough. Let, Let me not lie. Uh, adjusting because it was our first time in the United States and then you are given a social security card which says not authorized for work <laughs> so you can't work number two <laughs> you, you had told the story at the embassy that oh you have all this money you're going to survive but you don't have any money uh, that is for, for sure so adjusting was uh, was uh, a, a little bit hard, and you needed to be in school, or else you are going to be out of te- out of status. Yeah. So, but some of the people, you know, the the, the the usual African story. Sometimes it works to our disadvantage. Sometimes it works to our advantage. What do I mean? Most people think, oh, you're coming from Africa, you are poor, blah blah blah. You don't have money. Mm-hmm. So we go to this uh, realtor, we told them we are looking for an apartment. We don't have money, by the way. <laughs> we, are, we are waiting for money to come from Africa. Yeah. And then she, she, she's like, ah, I know it's very tough up, up there to have money. It's okay. When, whenever they were very good people uh, in the United States. Oh, wow. They, they, they gave us somewhere to live without paying them a dime. Okay. So, I should yeah. have known you before I came here because I, I, know, need a, I, I need a free place to live. Oh yeah, my God. So we, we, we went there, we, we sat, uh, we had to plan. I went to McDonald's. Uh, like everybody else, that's where your first job was supposed to be. It's like this. Can I have your social security number? I hand him over and it says not authorized for work. He it says it's okay. Well, I'm like, oh wow. You know? 
And yeah, I, I worked there. And lo and behold, I had my rental money to pay. I went to a landlord. I've got a job. In two weeks' time, I get paid. I'm bringing uh, the check. Oh, yeah, don't worry, don't worry. Our church was very helpful uh, in Delaware. We didn't have a lot of money. The, the church would give us a lot of food. The, you know, they the, the bring a lot of food. Uh, my wife, uh, they gave her a job at the center, at, 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 the, at, at the church. So that was, uh, uh, that also helped out. I remember one winter time, we ran out of cash and we had no power in the house. Oh, because wow. our bill was already for electricity. I remember it was, it was tough, but we found another Zambian who was a professor at the University of Delaware. Uh, he helped us pay the bill for all these were a part of I think the the settling process especially if you, you don't know anyone uh, you don't know anyone in the in the in the in, in the area but as as we went America being America I, I remember listening to one of the senators says America is the only country in the world where you come where you come with zero money in your pocket and you are still able to to make it yeah so the set, yeah so the setting was was tough but over the years i think we settled you move from one job to another i found a job which could even pay my tuition fees so that was good uh, my wife went into nursing. She completed. The rest is uh, history, as I say. What were you studying? I'm curious. Oh, I studied a lot of things. I think. <laughs> oh, in America. That's America first, for you. <laughs> yeah, I know. First, I started with uh, accounting. It started to be boring. I, because when we come from, I think, Zambia, we have very limited choices. Yeah. So when I was coming, it was OACCA, AAT stuff like that yes you know so we come but then you come to america boom you have all these opportunities inside you oh yep. the, there's programming there is this so i get excited I, I try accounting it was boring i start to do programming but uh, finally i went back to i think what i really loved which is uh, uh, a business i did business management at uh, a wilmington wilmington university that's where i graduated very nice. When we come just um, here or we go anywhere in the world, any country that's not your home, we've all faced different challenges. And talking about McDonald's, I worked at McDonald's. My first job was being a babysitter and a nanny. That was the most excruciating job I ever had. I <laughs> I never had a job in my life. Yeah. And to, become, yeah. to come here, my first job was taking care of five kids and cleaning a mm. mansion. Uh, the same mansions like you see on TV, it was humongous. I would clean mm. that every single day. And then from that, I, I now got my uh, my social security to work, my work permit to work. And it was a little bit, I felt lost a little bit yeah, and yeah. as to where I'm going to start from. And McDonald's was my first job of real job of <laughs> being in the working world other than from being a babysitter. But it, for me, I don't know, it didn't pay too much. And living in New York is very expensive. Oh, yeah, yeah. And paying rent, thank God I was living with my mom's sister and then my mom's cousin. So 
the rent was split in three ways. Everything was split three ways. So I managed, but still, I was just like, okay, I had, when we come here, we come with people on our shoulders. Not physically, but we come with them, with us. We have that responsibility. 100%. We come with that responsibility. I was, for me, it was taking care of my grandmother on my dad's side. My brothers on my dad's side. And I was like, okay, how am I going to help them with that? How am I going to manage with that? Because at Mm. the end of the day, I think I was getting like $200 a week or something like that. Mm. And the rent was way up. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> and by the time I, I I paid everything, it was I remained with nothing. I was like, okay, uh, this is not working out. No, but we all uh, our challenges are oh my god, they make us who we are actually today. And when we look back, like we're looking back right now, it, you know, we can laugh about it. But when we're yeah. going through it, oh it's yeah, like, oh my it's, god. It's, um, <laughs> at one point it was uh, making me think, was this the right decision I made to come here? Mm-hmm. Uh, because it was uh, it was quite tough. I, I had it's to be heavy. It becomes very yeah. heavy. Yeah. yeah, I had a seven month uh, old baby. Oh my god! Uh, he, he had to have uh, diapers. This, this is this is not uh, Zambia where you do matevera <laughs> and you put them on the line. You of them, course, no? yeah, yeah, yeah. So you look at that money. Oh my god! That. So it it, it 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 gave me some second thoughts. But we hang in there. We're, we're, we're hanging there. So you already answered part of my question of what you were doing before you came to the U.S. So you you are living in Dollar, Copper Belt? In Kitwe. Oh, um, Kitwe, Copper Belt. A pure, I'm a pure Copper uh, person. Aha. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, but um, you were, what were you doing before that? I know you mentioned a little bit. So in Zambia, I was working for a subsidiary of the mines, Mulungushi Investments, Changa Farms Division. Uh, We had uh, farms, uh, mine farms. I was an accountant there. Uh, I was uh, the farm farm shop uh, accountant. Oh, this is Uh, where the accounting came in when you came here. (laughs) Yes. Yes. That, that's Aye. where the uh, accounting uh, uh, came from. Uh, thinking, oh, let me just upgrade what I was there. It was very different from what we were doing in, in Zambia. No, of uh, course, the, it's day and yeah, night. Yeah. It's day and yeah, night. So I had I to was, start uh, over when I came here. Completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was uh, working at. Uh, at I, I don't know how well you know. You know, Kitwe. I don't oh, know. You're, you're, you're I, I'm a Mongo girl, so oh, I, okay. <laughs> I lived in Mongo most of my life, and then I came yeah. to Lusaka. I, Lusaka, I didn't even experience it that much because I, I most of the time I was in boarding school. So yeah, that's what I, I was doing. It was exciting then, uh, being in the in the farms. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were guaranteed at least you had food all the time. So even if the, the paycheck was not that much, at least food you had food guaranteed. <laughs> Nice, yeah. nice. No, it, it's sad. Like what's uh, what happens in our country with uh, the pay, and they're not pay- people go to work. It is very, very sad. And you don't get a, uh, you don't get your paycheck at the end of the month, and which is monthly. It's not even like biweekly here. Biweekly, or weekly, or no. nothing. Yeah. It's just you yeah. wait to the end of the month. The government is not paying you, which is really, really sad for anybody with a family. And yeah. coming here gives you. At least an, a lot of opportunities, like we are saying, to if you don't have that stable job, uh, it gives you that that you know 
so many opportunities to be able to venture and try out things that you're going to like, like Mr. Oh, yeah. Charlie did, actually. During the difficult times, I know you had your church. Did you have any difficult time when you migrated to um, Canada, when you uh, to adjust or anything? No. Anyway, first talking about adjustment, especially the, the, the U.S., Thank God we uh, Zambians come from English-speaking country. Yes. But you come to America, you find there are all these different phrases which you had to adjust to. I think our first first time of uh, <laughs> facing such such a scenario was going in McDonald's and uh, asking for chips. Chips, the girl was looking at me, what was I talking about? Uh, uh, well, I meant fries. Oh, okay. Then she I had to point at them. I had to point at them. I oh, I need, I, I need those. So the the adjustment is 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 not. Um, you know, when we talk about language, it, it is not just about knowing they are coming. This and there is a meaning sometimes of say what's up. Yeah. Someone, I'm, I'm coming from McDonald's. I'm going home on foot midnight. And all of a sudden, this guy at night, he says, what's up? So I'm there looking in the sky to check what's up. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm, I'm like, ah, there, look, nothing, not, not <laughs> you know? I walk away, but he scared me a little oh bit. God, been dying. Yeah. I know, it, it came from nowhere. So <laughs> part of the adjustment, I think, when we tell people about um <laughs> migrating is paying attention to the language itself. It, it, it helps to understand. But unlike our friends who come, say, from Mexico, who completely have no, no English, we know they had time. So we we come at an advantage. Our adjusting is uh, is not very, other than the, um, the financial adjustment, language and everything, I think we have a much easier time uh, in, uh, in adjusting. I can definitely relate to that completely because uh, being in New York, I went to the Bronx, but that was so funny. What's up? <laughs> that is so funny. But yes, adjusting to the uh, the American English for me was a little bit, but I can't compare it to somebody who doesn't speak English at all. At least I understand it. I can verbalize it. Last week, I actually had a, um, an interview with my pastor. He's from Congo Zai. They speak French, mm. you know that. Mm. So mm. when he came here, he didn't speak a word of English. Right. So he's, he talks about the challenges that he had. Like he, he knows something, but he was not able to articulate it. And same thing for, for me and you, it's very different, the type of adjusting. It's just someone says the pot. We, uh, he, we say port, they say pot, they say uh, water, uh, and just the pronunciation of things. Yeah. And yeah. for me, my first experience actually was the lady wanted my employer that I used to babysit for. She asked, um, can you please pass me napkins? In my head, napkins, it was the stuff that you put on the kids. So I'm looking around, yes. I'm like, this baby does not wear napkins. Yeah. And I'm looking around the room. If she did not point, I would have been so lost because she's yeah. pointing at napkins for, for me, for her to wipe her mouth and stuff. Like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking, I'm like, oh my God, where, what's she talking about? And I started yeah. to panic, but it, it was just those little things 
also they yeah. they demoralize you a little bit and they, they do they do they demoralize they do. you a little bit and to adjust to that too i'm just like oh my goodness yeah. <laughs> i speak yeah. english but it sounds very different from what it's they are very very very, very different it, yes it, it, and, it, it is uh, understanding the, the nuance in what something is uh, is is spoken yeah uh, it, 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 it may be there or done but they probably they, they use it in a very different context yeah for sure from what we are used to and now mm-hmm. fast forward coming to Canada yeah it was uh, it is more of uh, Canada is very very similar to United States when it comes to language yes they have their own every region you go to even in United States yeah you go to the course. southern states you are going to find people use certain phrases in in certain way but in most cases um Canada uh, Walmart is here so you know uh, what to look for if you want something you go to to, to Walmart yeah uh, Costco Costco is here if you know whatever you want so the adjustment coming from United States over here was not as uh, I wouldn't say traumatic when I came to, to Zambia but it was much 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 easier and on the financial front it was a sponsored uh, a, a sponsored migration I would say my wife got a job with uh, our better health which oh, is nice. uh, a health institution so they paid for everything we oh wow thank God our our air tickets they, they, they paid for us uh, the the motel where we lived for one month, they were paying for us wow. until until she started uh, to work. So you can tell from Zambia to America, it was a whole different nightmare. <laughs> from here, when we didn't need a lot of support, we did need support, yeah. but I think we didn't need as much because we had already saved up. Yeah, saved up some money, but it was all it was all paid for. Uh, so oh. it was very, very easy. The food was the same. I remember my son, when he came to, to America, in Zambia, he used to, to eat this baby food yes. from ShopRite. Yes. Our our food, I think that food comes... comes that. Is that the one? No, you, you know the baby food the, the, in, in the bottles? Oh, in the jars, yes. yes yeah, that's yes. a little bottle, yeah. It comes from uh, South Africa, yes. South Africa. Yeah. So, I think the taste was uh, very different from the American food. Oh, he yeah. Could not, he could not eat it. Mm-hmm. So, we had a dilemma. Our son would not eat the American those. Uh, uh, oh, food. my gosh. Yeah, he couldn't eat it at all, no matter what we, what, what we did. But he loved it when we was uh, in Zambia. So, we, we had to... Depend on uh, mom's uh, mom's meal uh, as we really figured it out. Uh, what what else he could what else he could eat? Yeah. Oh my! Coming here, the food was the same. I would say. So even for ourselves, the, the only adjustment is in, in Zambia. People before they even test the food, they put salt before yes. they even test the food. Yeah. Yeah. We had to reduce a lot of salt. So even here, I think we you eat. It, it was uh, becoming normal. Yeah. Uh-huh. So America to Canada was much smoother than Zambia to United States. But it is that promise of America which keeps you going every day. But once you leave it, sometimes you ask questions. Whether, ah, I don't know about this place. 
<laughs> Listen, yeah. we've all been there. I had a, a lot of moments where I was questioning my decision. And all, when I would be questioning my decision, my mom would be, I don't know, almost at the same time, she'll be calling to check on me. And she'll be like, remember, you actually have a return ticket. You can always come home. But yeah. for me, returning home was not an option because it's a decision that I made. And I felt like I was failing myself. And I think that's a, mm. that's what all of us go through it's like we don't have an option this is what we decided to do and we don't want to fail our people that we come with on our shoulders and ourselves really because for me it was like i need to make myself i I need to make something out of myself my mom was a very successful businesswoman at the time she was traveling everywhere she was going to dubai even when before i knew what dubai was and <laughs> yes, I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> I, I could have easily just stayed with my mother and be under her yeah. wing, help her run her business in, in that aspect. But I wanted to mm. become my own my own person, yeah. my own identity, aside from just being with my mom. And every time she called, I was just like, ah, mm. no, everything is great. It's great. Because she gave me $200 to survive on. For it's like here you go. This is two hundred dollars. That's what, and it was. It took me a month to get a job. Thank God at that time in two thousand and two, I was able to survive on two hundred dollars. And luckily, I got a job a month, almost a month after being here. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Mr. Charlie. He gave a lot of insight. He was very inspirational. We spoke about a lot of things, and the conversation continues next week. Please tune in for part two. Believe me, you do not want to miss it. On today's code comes straight from Mr. Madiba, Nelson Mandela. There is no passion to be found playing small in settling for a life that is less than the one you are capable of living. Thank you again for tuning in today. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to the podcast wherever you get yours. Share it with your family and friends tag me on your social media i have facebook i have instagram whichever one that you use i would also love to hear from you leave me a review and if there's a topic you have in mind that you'd love for me to cover let me know as well look out for new episodes every week on mondays and i truly appreciate you being part of the community and supporting the community until next time keep dreaming